Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning. 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. I am Terry Slavens, and today we're joined by not Angela Robinson, but two Kennedys. We got a double dose of Kennedys here, Jim and Aaron Kennedy. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good, good morning. Mor- good morning. Good morning. Doing great for a Monday morning. Yeah, a beautiful Monday morning. Weather's warmed up a little bit. Got out of that deep freeze that we had last week, but. Uh, I'll tell you what's still hot. That's the stock market. And we're going to talk about investment risk here today with you two. And uh, let's get to it. All righty. Appreciate everybody listening in this morning. Aaron's going to be answering the questions, and I'm going to ask him because he's the smart one in the group. So uh, (laughs) we have a growing economy, Aaron, and a growing market. But what are the risks for investors? You know, you're exactly right. You know, the market's been on a great run. If you've been in the market, it's been very profitable and very enjoyable you know but from a historical standpoint the market's rather expensive right now but if we look at the economy the the economy's still growing and the economy's growing at an expanding rate it's accelerating and unemployment we still have a lot of slack in unemployment participation rates really low so that's a that's a good tailwind for the market we have extremely low interest rates, which is very good for the market. And we have a government that is trying to put in pro-growth policies for our economy, which is very good for the market. And then when we look at interest rates, interest rates are the cost of money. And if the cost of money is almost zero, you know, that puts us in a predicament of exactly how expensive the market is. So when I look at what the risks are investing, always turn it back to the investor and the risks right now are falling into the fear or greed camp you know because if if we're too fearful to get into the market right now you know we can wait a long time before the market gets back to a more reasonable price and you'll miss out on everything if you get too greedy right now we can't have a correction so that can knock you out of the market so, you know, absolutely the biggest risks is overstepping overstepping your risk tolerance at this time. And the way we invest is we invest on human behaviors because we can we can measure human behaviors, we can see how it affects the market. And you know, the market is just a group of people buying and selling stuff. And stocks go up if people are buying. And stocks go down if people are selling. And it doesn't matter what the earnings are. It doesn't matter what the profit margins are, revenues. It goes up because it's buying. You know, So we concentrate more on human behaviors and how to invest in those and how to get clients market returns instead of those, the average of 2% of what the normal retail investor does. Yeah, one thing we've always said that, you know, just like our life, when we think about our kids or, or ourselves, is that we all should have a discipline. 
and the only way we have a discipline is create a behavior that, that we behave ourselves in the disciplines that we want to, to be in. And uh, we've seen it in the past where when the market in 2000, 2002, and, you know, people panic and their behavior causes them to do things that uh, that they shouldn't do because it's outside the discipline of investing. And, and the same thing happened in uh, 2007, 8, and 9, and, and it, it's devastating. And so this behavior is a is a huge issue and and now we i think there's a there's there's actually technology now that that people can answer questions and and determine what the risk needs to be isn't that right aaron yes absolutely you got to get somebody's risk right and there's both ends of the spectrum that you have to get right how much you're expecting to make and how much you're expecting to lose and it's very important because if you get outside of those parameters, then that is the recipe for failure, right. absolute failure for an investor. And no two clients are the same. Everybody's different. I mean, there's Absolutely. not a cookie cutter answer to investing yeah. in the stock market. It would be so easy if it was. <laughs> That'd be a breeze. If if, any, if, in, if anyone's ever been to Vegas, sit at a table with other people, you can see behavior. And uh, fear and greed set in really quick with people because they, they, they go all in thinking, I'll make it up, I'm going to be lucky. And uh, you see that same thing happen in the market. Or they just they get up and walk away from you know opportunity to make some money, you know. So right. you see it happen. And it's the same way with the market. If you're, if you're looking at a gambling table, by the way, that's not the way to be looking at the market. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is not investing. No. That, that is true gambling. Yeah, so I think uh, one one way to look at um, behavior too is just if you just look at your budget and are, are you spending more than you're making, are you saving some? You know, we say make all you can, you know, uh, give all you can and save all you can, you know, and then uh, that way you're always following a uh, discipline, and the same thing should be happening with with investing. So that's right. So what's going on with the traits or the future of our market, Aaron? What do you think uh, where people need to be right now? Well, people need to be within the confines of what they can handle. You know, one thing, you, you have to understand what you should expect from the market and be able to handle that. You have to be able to understand what your downside is and what your, your upside is. So what we try to do is we, we try to set up our portfolios for, for if we can set it up where we can get 60% of the downside and 80% of the upside, that is a recipe for success. You know, but not everybody can handle 60% of the downside. Not everybody can handle 80% of the upside either. They can get greedy at the very top. And... Nobody changes the risk tolerance for the better at the extremes of the market, ever. They always bail out at the bottom where you should be getting more greedy, and they always get more greedy at the very top when things are super expensive and it's going to be hard to make money in the future. So going forward, you need to understand what's going on and have your portfolio set up correctly. And we can do that through the tools we were talking about earlier, set in the confines of upside and downside. Yeah. All right. We need to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. 
And welcome back to Life Planning 101 right here on KTX 97.7 KWBY 98.5. Talking investing risk this morning with Jim and Aaron Kennedy. Back to you guys. Yeah, I was, you know, we started talking about behavior. And I think one of the things that we see that helps people understand their behavior is to try to help them create a process to know where money's at so they'll have it when, when they go to spend it. Because everybody assumes when they invest in the market, they've got it all in one big bucket, you know, or one investment. And so they're we're concerned about losing everything. And we found out that if you break that out into several buckets, this is money you're going to need for this year. This is money you'll need the next two or three years. Then you don't become as panicky if the market goes down and say, oh, I'll take everything out. Out because I've got money set aside for the, you know, from uh, two to five years, and that way you don't have to worry about losing everything. So, Aaron, if you can tell us about uh, a little bit more about behavioral investing, what your thoughts are? Okay, well, people are very, very predictable, and we set our whole investment philosophy on these behaviors. But now I'll go over a couple of them that are very predictable and very investable. The first is hurting behavior. You know, I remember growing up, mom would always ask me, hey, if all your friends jumped off a cliff, would you? I said, no, mom, no, mom. But, you know, investing, you absolutely do. You follow what everybody else is doing. And the thing is, when people are hurting, they're buying a stock because your buddy's doing it or the person you work with do it. It's not because earnings are going up or margins are getting better. It's because the stock is working. So there's no real backdrop to the hurting behavior. Another one is a confirmation bias. You know, well, I bought this stock and it's going up. Therefore, I predicted the future. I'm the smartest man in the world. <laughs> you know, it's, it's silly, but it's true. People act this way. You know, another easy one is the recency bias. Well, this has happened, so it will continue to happen. Or the market's down, so it'll always be down. Or the market is up, it'll always be up. And just these three simple behaviors creates huge mispricings in the market. You know, if the market's going up and everybody's hurting to the things that work, they're getting overconfident because what they picked is working and now they're the smartest in the world. And since it's been going up, it'll always go up. The market gets really expensive really fast. And that's really where we're at right now. And the funny thing is, is when it comes to investing, our fear and greed is completely flip-flopped from what it should be. Look at uh, tax-free weekends. If I offer somebody 8% off of their school clothes, boy, it's a national holiday. Absolutely. 8% off. But if I say the market's off 50%, you know, people are hiding in the hills and they won't even return my phone calls. <laughs> you know, it's, it's bad. But what if I said, hey, the market is 400% overpriced. Let's go get some of that. It's completely upside down. Right. You know, and these behaviors are, they're normal. Absolutely normal. And everyone behaves this way. And if you can understand this and be disciplined then that is something you can make a lot of money on and you can do it a lot more safely than just picking and choosing. There is a recipe for success there and it all has to do with on human behaviors and getting your risks right. So do you think these trades are going to continue in the future? Absolutely. They've kept us alive 
since the beginning of time. You know, we were fearful as cavemen, so we stayed in caves, you know, to keep us safe. We hunted in large groups. Once we found food, we stayed in that area. You know, these behaviors, they've been around, and that's what makes us human. And until we're not human anymore, these will really persist going forward. All right, we'll go ahead and take our final break. We'll come back and wrap things up right here on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX, KWY. Jim, Aaron? Yeah, still talking about these behaviors. So, uh, Aaron, what is your philosophy on investing and taking advantage of these behaviors that we see out there? Well, when it comes to fear and greed or normal human behaviors, there's really no difference in the two. Both are equally destructive, and both are equally strong. You know, if you think about it, you can exchange them, because when the market's at an all-time high and we're being greedy, you know, what, what is that? It's a fear of missing out, and that is absolutely just as strong as the fear of losing money at the bottom of a market. And to have somebody invested through a full cycle, that's through all the ups and all the downs, you have to be able to control both of these, both of these emotions. And everybody has a natural tolerance for pain. That is what we're trying to determine to see how far the portfolio can drop before you give up. And once you give up, then you're right back to the earning your 2% like every other normal investor. But if we can keep you within that level of pain, then you can get the ups and the downs and start averaging that, you know, 8 to 10% of what you're supposed to in the market. And, you know, we were alluding to this earlier, but if we can design a portfolio that you can get 60% of the down and then 80% of the up, through a market cycle, you're going to do exactly what the market does or better, you know, and you're not going to get that 2%. But we have to know what that downside risk is. And you also have to know how much you need to participate going up. You know, if you're not getting that feeling of reward when the market's taken off, you're going to give up. You're going to take on too much risk. And once you take on too much risk, the market's going to go down. You're going to bail. Guess what? There's your 2% again. Right. So it's a balancing act of constantly getting the right portfolio for you. You know, we were talking about these biases earlier, the herding and the confirmation. Well, that is talking about momentum investing, which is a very powerful force. And, you know, and if you could combine that with the stocks that don't move, not the ones that are going down, but the ones that are just boring, you know, you can put together a portfolio that doesn't move a lot and it gets you a lot of the upside. You know, and if you just combine even just those two simple factors together, you can stay in the market and get the return that you deserve going forward. So how are we going to prepare for the next downturn, and uh, when should we do that? You should always be prepared for the market downturn. And, you know, it, it comes in lots of different ways. You know, we talked about the economy earlier, and the economy's strong, so there's not a risk that we see right now of recession. There's always a risk. There's going to be something that pops up that we didn't see, but the risk of recession is not there. So 
the risk out there right now is you know the market just dropping trying to get back to a normal price and that is normal normal corrections happen all the time you know a couple years ago we had a 20 percent correction that was before the election i don't think anybody remembers it you know it, it happened from about december all the way through february to march market took a pretty drastic turn normal correction we got rid of all the people that were investing in things that shouldn't have been there and then prices were able to start taking off again and that's a normal sense of the market and it happens normal you know so if you're not prepared for that you know that's a recipe for disaster again you have to be able to take the ups with the downs and it's always got to be on the front of your thoughts of you know what do I do when the market goes down what is my plan am I prepared for it do I understand what the down is I think also too is I, I think a lot of people try to do the job alone we've talked about that before and it's really good if you have someone that can talk you through what's going on with the market because if emotionally you're just you know when you're by yourself a lot of times going to be overly greedy uh, thinking I've got to catch up or you're going to be try to be much more conservative and you're going to try to bail out and thinking I need to be doing this instead of getting you know good advice from professional people that are in this every day and again following a process so you know that you're never going to run out of money and one of the questions I always ask retirees because when the people retire they seem to have an attitude well I've got to get much more conservative now because now I'm retired well I just ask a couple of questions how long are people living now after they retire Right, And so, you know, we've got to prepare for the next 20, 30 years. So if you get too conservative, what happens to your money? You know, you're going to run out. Doesn't last. Yeah. So another question is, how did you get where you're at today? And that's because you created a discipline. You followed it. You put money back every month. And, you know, everyone can have a 401K. It doesn't have to be through a company. The key to, to having money is to always invest. So, uh, you know, no matter what your behavior is when the market's up and down, the key is is that you're always investing so you'll have money for the future. And we see it quite often that people just they because they don't have a 401k or they don't they don't have a company that provides that they're not saving for themselves a lot of people put money back in their companies and so i always we always said that uh you know cash is king you know if you have cash no matter where it's at it gives you leverage sure if you don't have cash then you're always at the mercy of whatever business you're in and wondering, should I be borrowing? Should I be taking out money from other sources? Should I be letting someone go? You know, but having money allows you a lot of, a lot of leverage to make good decisions about your future. Not having that money, it puts you in a predicament. But if you have money and you don't know what to do with it, Today, get with your professional. Obviously, we'd love to, to talk to you because we, we feel like we have a good process, a good system, and helping people make good decisions about their future. That's all what we're, we're about. We're talking about living life on purpose. You know, you can't do that a lot of times if you've never experienced it. And our experiences and our clients' experiences are invaluable when it comes to, to being able to retire and stay retired. So when you have a client come in and, and they're gung-ho to get into the stock market, but you look at what they're doing right now, and they're not ready for the stock market yet. They have other things they need to address first before they get to that point. Is that a fair assessment? I mean, if they don't have an emergency fund, 
they probably don't need to be in the stock market yet. Oh, absolutely. They need to always have cash on hand, money set aside. Again, it goes back to our bucket strategy of having money set aside to be able to just to pay your bills. Yes. You know, yeah, just to make, maybe if your car goes down on you, uh, not putting it on a credit card, then charge you 18% interest to pay it out, you know. Right. So it's just good fundamentals. But, you know, planning is so important. And, uh, again, trying to do a job alone is just not a good way to do that. All right, Jim and Aaron, great job. Enjoyed the show today. We'll have Angela back with us next Monday, I assume. Yes. We, yes, she'll be here. We've got to twist her arm. <laughs> you better be. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.